Milkshake IPA Pilsner's for Saturday. Anyone but Chester. Podcast built on spite. Talking beers we like. Anyone but Chester. Tune in to see where on the yummy scale it will be. Anyone but Chester. I'm sorry, we don't have any Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Welcome to the Anyone But Chester podcast for the podcast for beers and spites. My name is Matthew Smith and my co-host this week and every week is Owen Frost. Owen, hello, sir. They're getting worse, Matt. Hello, <laughs> they, are, they are getting worse. I don't even know if that's a joke, but um, hello, Matt. It's good to be here yet again with you. Yeah, that one was actually from Gemma, so you'll have her to thank for that one. So, yeah. But you're good? You're all good? Yeah, yep, all good. All good. Very excited about this episode. Something a little bit different. We're, we're, we're branching out, Matt, already. Yeah, so today we're joined back by Mr. Cameron Tate. Cammy, hello. Hello, everybody. How are we? All well. All the best good. for having you back on and oh, uh, doing a, a lot of the legwork for us. <laughs> Also, which I'm really, really excited about, we have AD from New Zealand Beer Collective. AD, thank you very much for joining us today. (laughs) We've gone up in the world. Yes. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us. I mean, I know we're going to do a little bit of talking um, about what uh, New Zealand Beer Collective and about yourself beforehand, but I'm really, really struggling because we've poured out one of these beers <laughs> before getting on and I can just smell it and I really, uh, it just smells fantastic. Yeah, you wanna, so you want to dive right in, right? It's like yeah, Christmas it's... Day right now. It's like Christmas morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so we're, we're going to kick off with, uh, with a brewery called Deep Creek. And so, oh yeah, obviously we'll talk about it, but I, yeah, so I represent um, a lot of breweries that we bring in from, from New Zealand. So craft breweries, little independent craft breweries in New Zealand, and we bring them into the country here. Um, and yeah, this is one of the ones that we've been working with for a while called Deep Creek. And uh, this is Misty Miyagi, um, and it's a hazy IPA. So a pretty, oh. uh, pretty decently uh, trendy beer style at the moment, but this is a phenomenal version of it. So obviously you're a Kiwi living in... Uh, living in Scotland, um, yep. I bet you. I bet you wish you were back there now, yeah. as you say. Yeah, definitely. Some days where I uh, question my life choices, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even just based on where I'm living. It's just my general life choices. But um, you know, Edinburgh is my home. I've been here uh, eight and a half years now. Um, I've been gone from New Zealand for for twenty years. So, um, which I know is so hard to believe, as how youthful I. Appeared, but um, you know, I left when I graduated high school, so I've been gone a long time. I was never, I was never a grown up in New Zealand, so that's kind of an interesting um, thing for me. So I think I don't really, you know, my my memories, at least of living in New Zealand, are very much around being a teenager, which is so different than um, than my life is now. So it's, I think, um, until I got more into the beer industry, I couldn't really imagine going back. Now I see this like amazing like Kiwi beer scene, and I like, could definitely see myself. <laughs> back there again <laughs> me that thinks oh it'd be lovely to to go back but um 
I think I'd be, I, if I did it now, I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons instead of, you know, I actually really love it here and the UK is, is, is my home, it has been, you know, for a long time now. So yeah, um, but I'd love to go back for a holiday, like, you know, mm. or maybe I, I can sort of convince uh, the, the bosses to, to let me go as a, a work trip. Mm. Bit of research, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> That's deductible, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you said previously, you've, um, yeah, you work in beer. That's sort of your your repertoire yeah. at the moment. Do you want to go a bit further into sort of you know your your work and what you're doing, and obviously the New Zealand Beer Collective? Yeah, absolutely. So I moved over to um, to Edinburgh, uh, 2012. Um, I had been working um, uh, in advertising um, for a long time in, in Sydney and was pretty bored of it all. I was ready for a change um, and. I was coming up to my 30th birthday. I was single and I hated my job. And I was like, look, if I don't make a big change now, um, I'm probably just going to get another job and I'll do that for another six years or whatever. And, you know, so I thought I'd like bite the bullet and, and go for it. And I'd had a bit of an interest in beer, but to be honest, the Australian craft beer scene wasn't huge at that point. Mm. Um, so I didn't really um, know a huge amount. I knew like little creatures. Um, I there were a few Belgian beer bars and stuff around, um, you know, some German lager and stuff. So I knew, you know, a little bit, I knew there was more out there than um, than what I was getting in most pubs and things. And I thought, I really want to know more about this. It was something that interested me. And uh, my sister already lived in Edinburgh and she kind of put me in touch by just through Twitter with um, the guy who was opening up the Hanging Bat at the time. So it hadn't opened yet. The Hanging Bat in Edinburgh have you been? Fantastic. A- I mean... <laughs> <laughs> if any big fans of this podcast will know i probably talk about the hanging bat every episode every episode i've been there once it's left the most lasting memory of my life it's not it's not the pubs it's the toilets you the talk pubs about and the toilets yeah the toilets mainly but the pub yeah so, um, so i actually started i poured the very first customer beer at the hanging bat back in 2012 oh, wow. they hired me they actually hired me over a skype interview when I was still living in Sydney to come over and I never poured a beer in my life. I'd never worked in a bar and absolutely no booze experience at all, except for being a boozer. And, uh, and they were, Wait, like, we could do that? I know. And, like, I know. and then I've actually turned being a boozer into an, an actual career. It's amazing. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just, you know, they took a chance on me. And I think they, the real reason they took a chance on me was literally because I was a Kiwi because they were just like, it's basically compulsory for most British pubs to have <laughs> an Antipodean working there. So they were like, yeah, well, we haven't got one yet. We'll just let you do it. So I was like, woohoo. So I moved over and like, I had that job lined up and that kind of, I mean, I was so incredibly lucky because, you know, like saying you've been, you've been along, it's like 20 draft lines or 14 keg and six uh, uh, cask and things. And you know, every day you come in and you taste like just a little bit of each and try and familiarize yourself and the beers change every day and god that's a crash course in beer um but the guys at the hanging bat were amazing with their education you know we did sort of weekly sessions where they would open up some bottles or pour some from the draft and kind of talk to us about different beer styles and things and uh, what started off as a little interest turned very quickly into a bit of an obsession you know for me and um and it kind of hasn't obviously hasn't dissipated since. So that was eight, you know, that was eight years ago. Eventually got um, my lucky break with uh, getting a job working for Brooklyn Brewery from the US. So that was kind of when things really amped up for me, and I got into the sort of face-to-face side of 
of beer and doing beer tastings and definitely learning about it in even more depth and stuff. And so that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, I've worked for uh, Brook- uh, yeah, so Brooklyn Brewery. Um, I still work with Black Isle in the Highlands. Um, I still, uh, up until recently, I was working pretty uh, closely with Pilot. So I still work a little bit with them. Um, but my main gig, obviously, at the moment is with New Zealand Beer Collective. So our first beer, the free, the four of us sorry, are tasting is Misty Miyagi, which is a hazy IPA by the brewery Deep Creek Brewing Co. And it comes in at a ABV of 6.5. Um, right, I, I'm really sorry, AD. I have not drank any a dropper this yet. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about... <laughs> well, not halfway through mine. I've just been waiting for the official cabin tune. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is um, yeah Misty Miyagi, uh, a hazy IPA from Deep Creek. It's part of what the uh, it's a series called Haiku, which is the uh, kind of hazy IPA series that they do. So they've got a few different ones like Geisha and other ones that are kind of all um, themed around sort of uh, Eastern culture. I think they consider Eastern culture with a Western flair or something like that in terms of the. Mm. And don't, I mean, I was gonna say, don't quote me, but we're recording this, so I guess it's too late. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, so they're all kind of hazy IPAs um, released at different times throughout the year. Um, and so this is one of kind of their summertime ones that comes out. So it's super fresh and really lovely. Um, yeah, it's just this one again, you know, we talked about when we all opened the can um, before anyone had even taken a sip of it, you just get hit in the face with that beautiful tropical aroma. It mm. is so fresh, so fruity, um, sort of mango, passion fruit, um, you know, just really lovely. It, ta- you know, it smells like what you'd expect from a summer yeah. IPA, you know. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I think that the only way I can describe that after tasting it, and I've never had a beer that's done it as well as that, I love Solero lollies, you know, the tropical <laughs> passion fruit ones. I was just thinking that. And that is Hang just on. a Solero. Yeah, that yeah. is like a Solero yogurt um, lolly to me. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's such a good description. I'm going to be stealing that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like when, uh, when we met previously on a, on a different Zoom call, um, I think I mentioned that I really, I liked Pilfer when people come up with really good descriptions because one of my favorite things is like talking to people when they're having beer for the first time. But also it's about people who, so it's not just having beer for the first time, um, it's also talking to people who maybe aren't already involved in the beer industry who talk about beer all the time because sometimes we get really bogged down with like common descriptors like you know we talk about things in a certain way and and we know what we're talking about because we bloody talk about them all day long right but <laughs> realize sometimes when you're talking about it, you just end up sounding like a bit of a twat and actually it's, <laughs> you know, like, and I, so it's so refreshing to hear people talk about flavor aroma and things when they're not coming from a kind of uh, they're not coming from that as their job they're doing it just purely out of enjoyment and mm. you've just instantly gone this is what it tastes like and and also I love that you just like went right there because people get really um, nervous sometimes about throwing their like uh, thoughts out into the world and saying I think it tastes like this in case someone goes I oh, know that's not at all what it tastes like but you're bang on that's exactly this is basically like a boozy salary I love it yeah, yeah a good I genuinely if any I mean, they should have put that on the tin. If I read on the tin, it just said, in quotes, a boozy Solero. wouldn't even look at the price. I might <laughs> in the basket. Website. Yeah. <laughs> I might update the website and put that in. I'll start putting 
anytime I talk about it in future on social media, I'll be like, FYI, this is basically an alcoholic scenario. So get mm. it in you. Yep. you, know, you know. Let the figures <laughs> soar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, what do you what do you think of it, Cam? Yeah, I think that's right up there with a lot of the hazies that we've tried. Um, sort of like when we had when we first came on as a three, but we had steady rolling, and I think that's a fantastic IPA paleo. But um, yeah, this just hits all the notes that you've said, Owen. Like you could drink whenever you know summer with summer pending in the next couple of months, you could just tan a few of those in the hot sun, whether that happens in Scotland. But I could see us <laughs> enjoying a few of them in a beer garden. Remember them? They were nice. Uh, oh. <laughs> You and I will get back to having a beer together in Scotland at some point. You know, that'd be good. Even that'd be a lovely. Even if we have to do it in the freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> <Make it happen. laughs> the snow, the snow today, just in the back garden, just like this is nice. Yeah, yeah I could go out for a walk just before I got on this call, just because there's no nothing cooler than the sound of like um, that kind of crunching oh, kind crunch. of yeah. snow. It's it's just it's like childhood instantly it just you know but yeah um <laughs> this is definitely like it's funny because obviously with the seasons being um opposites of course with the southern hemisphere and here um when when summertime beers are being released in new zealand it's not summer here and things like that and so there's always a challenge you worry sometimes that when we bring the beers in that maybe they're not going to be as well received because they're not the beer styles maybe for that season here because obviously yeah like you said this would be glorious to be like drinking it in the sunshine somewhere right but the thing is is that ultimately a good beer transcends that stuff and I think especially with certain beer styles this is such a popular beer style that it's um you know and it's being produced at City Rally Man it's being produced in the UK right now you know in winter and stuff that this beer style goes past it's not you know it's Yes, it would taste amazing in the sunshine, but it tastes still bloody good, you know, even with what? the heat cranked in my flat, you know. Eddie, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what did, what did, my question that I was interested with you, I've asked uh, Matt and Owen this before, what do you think it was about the hazy IPA that kind of just captivated so many people when it was kind of first imagined? Mm. That is crazy. Uh, low bitterness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, low bitterness, high juiciness, I think it makes it, even though it's quite often quite boozy, a lot of these styles are quite strong ABVs. I think a lot of the time they that those tropical flavors and things like that. Um, you know, our palates obviously develop as we age. Um, why a lot of us like coffee as adults and didn't like it when we, you know those flavors when we were younger. There's also the fact that when you're a grown up, you need coffee just to survive. But um, and you didn't as a child because you actually got lots of sleep and and your mum did everything for you. But like you know, <laughs> that, remember those days as well. Like that that would be nice. But um, you know, I think yeah, right. <laughs> but I think there's um, I think it is. It's a, it's the fact that it's like drinking like a and bongo or like you know those bongo, juices, yeah. right yeah, no, bongo. Oh, yeah yes, right yes. <laughs> oh god slightly boozier version of something like that like a really juicy and so it's not a huge step for people who maybe don't know a huge amount about beer first so it's a, it's a good entry into craft beer because um it's flavors that people are often familiar with those kind of tropical or super fruity flavors without the bitterness of, of a lot of traditional IPAs that you know which sadly have been uh, you know haven't been as fashionable recently I mean I still love a good bit of backbone in, a, in an IPA but I think there's place for both so it's fine um but I think that makes it easy to get into um I think it's dangerous that this that they are often quite strong and don't taste it 
yeah, yeah. But, uh, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say with this beer, it's got reference to uh, the previous episode. It's got a lot of hideability in this beer, so you don't, you don't taste the strongness. And it being six point five percent, I could have about three of these so easily, yeah. and just be yeah. on my ass. Yeah. So uh, no, I, I think this is. I'm the only thing I, that's upset me about this beer is I can't get more of it really easily like i know i can order it off you guys but i can't go to a shop like tesco's or somewhere like that it's um it's superb this has got to be one of my favorites we've had on here one of the challenges obviously that we have been one that we're a really small uh team there's there's three of us generally um or actually there's there's usually two people Uh, i've got a wonderful uh, woman called becky who's on maternity leave at the moment and i joined just after she left to go on maternity leave and then there's Todd, who's the founder of New Zealand Beer Collective. So when Becky comes back off, then there'll be three of us. But we've effectively been a two-person team before mm-hmm. me and, and at the moment and stuff. So we're a tiny little, you know, independent business that brings in this beer from New Zealand. So, um, you know, so that obviously has, that limits us in, in terms of some of the things we can do. But obviously the number one challenge that we faced was something like we, we would struggle with supermarket listings, for example, because we have to ship the beer 12,000 miles to get it here. Yeah. Um, so there's all sorts of things that can go wrong with shipments, you know, especially at the moment, <laughs> like right now, yeah. you know, like we were absolutely amazed that we got, a, we just had a new uh, container land um, end of last week and we couldn't believe it because it actually got here on time and we've like been talking, we, we, we network with a lot of other, excuse me, Kiwi businesses and stuff and, um, you know, we've got people who have been waiting. They're still waiting on December deliveries, you know, and things. Oh, so wow. there's holdouts. And that can happen at the best of times just because that's customs and shipments mm. and, and that stuff just, you know, it can be a struggle anyway. But then you add in the fact that we're also going through a global pandemic, um, you know. So <laughs> it's a miracle sometimes that things get through at all. But that obviously means that it's a little harder for us to... to um, to work with the kind of quantities and volumes and things that are required to go into um, things like supermarkets and stuff like that because we can't uh, we can't restock as quickly as a, a physical brewery here in the UK mm. could. You know, we can't add an extra brew into the and things. So, but um, but we have an amazing um, group of like an amazing customer base that we work with. So independent bottle shops and things across um, across the UK. Um, Cammy, you'll definitely have probably seen a lot more Kiwi beer popping up in Edinburgh yeah. recently, and that's because obviously I'm based here and I've got um, relationships with some awesome folk here and um, in Edinburgh beer shops and thing, things that I've worked with across the years. But um, yeah, obviously you can get it on our web shop and things. But yeah, we try. We're trying to. Number one, we, we've grown a lot. We've been going for six years and we're more available than we <laughs> once were and now obviously we have our own web shop which is something that we just built during lockdown because we never sold direct to the public before we only mm. sold trade and wholesale um so now we have a web shop so yeah it's i'd i'd love to see it as widely accessible as possible but um maybe we'll con- you know watch the space maybe when i talk to you next time um <laughs> we'll have a big listing that i've secured <laughs> I, I think, though, as well, to extend on your point that kind of Owen was making, Eddie, I think it's testament to you and the team. I'm very lucky, like, me and Owen both live. I know Matt's down in Southampton, but you can see it readily available. So that's testament to you and your personality and being very engaging. But also there's something kind of really cool about 
we're going to try that and then we might not try it again but it's kind of like not, it's weird because you want to enjoy it but like sometimes the best moments when you have a beer and then you don't have it for a while but that's your lasting memory of something you know what i mean guys like that whole you don't you're not going to get it every week but you kind of go damn that was good and next mm. year it comes back around you can experience it again that's that's also kind of cool in a weird kind of way i think and you mentioned city rolling man right yeah uh, it's not like we don't drink that all like just constantly all the time right but when they release it that beer sells so well because it's a quality beer you've had it before you you can you relate to the you know to the to the quality of it you, you remember how good it was you want another one um, it doesn't have to be in the fridge every time you go into a shop because you know it gave you enough enough of a lasting memory to like want to like yeah check that one out again and exactly. Misty Miyagi is one of the ones that we this is not the first time we've had it in um because it does sell incredibly well because it is a really fucking banging beer. You know? <laughs> <Like it. laughs> I hope that's on the reviews. So guys, we've, I mean, we're all obviously big fans. AD, I'm going to give it the floor to you. Your first oh, time using the yummy scale. Where is this coming on the, the yummy scale for you? Uh, I think this is, so we bring in a reasonable number of hazy IPAs and, you know, and I, it's a beer style that I really enjoy. But Mr. Miyagi, um, and this is one of the reasons why we put it into this beer pack, it's definitely one of my favourites. So I'm going to go, let's go, like a mind-melting yummy. I think it's like, it's oh, right nice. up. It's like, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to go with um, the MM Mr. Miyagi mind-melting. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like <laughs> nice. it. Cameron Tate, where are you going to give this on the yummy scale? It's got to be a yummy as well. It's got to be a yummy. Outstanding brew. Really enjoyed that one. Great pick, guys. Yeah, and Matthew Smith, I come to you. I feel like I know where you're going to go with this. The average. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I gave the steady rolling man, uh, I think, an extra yummy. Yeah. I, ha- yeah. I think I have to give this one an extra yummy as well. You know, obviously, I've probably not drunk as much beer as you guys have, not calling you alcoholics or anything, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think, I, I think it's it's so good it's so unbelievably good i'm a massive fan of uh, hazy ipas um obviously that on the that being sold on the website now ad uh, appeals much more to me because it's it's, a, it's five pounds and if i go to my local craft beer shop in southampton and i try and get a steady rolling man i think it's about six pound 80 yeah so wow. you know i don't want to go into logistics oh. here but you know it's great and um it's one of those beers i'm kind of trying to direct myself onto the yummy scale of would I a buy this to uh, someone I like love, or like you know I would recommend this to? Not like a Valentine's Day gift or anything, but a, a bouquet of Misty Miyagi's. <laughs> Gem, I got you sixteen cans yeah. of Misty Miyagi. <laughs> How lucky um, are you? Yeah, she's got a keeper. Um, <laughs> but more, would I, would I recommend this to someone? So someone, if someone asked me, what are you into, or what beers are your favourites? I feel like this would be one of them. So I'm going to give it an extra yummy to summarize. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Solid start, AD. Really solid mm. start. Yeah. New Zealand has spoken. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, so we should, I don't know if we've actually said this. So we should specify that it is New Zealand beer month. It is. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And this, that's the whole theme around this episode. Sorry. It's just the. Are you coming for my job? Because I probably should have mentioned that earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Is marketing. Yes, it is. Um, So February is, um, uh, so February 6th is Waitangi Day. 
controversial for some people, which I won't go into, but it's effectively the kind of New Zealand's sort of national day. Um, and uh, and so based around that, we uh, we do New Zealand Beer Months, where we decided like a week wasn't enough. Well, let's just like celebrate mm. for a whole month. And, and also, I don't know if you guys know this, but, and I, maybe I'm just a nerd for enjoying this, but did you know that February this month is like the perfect month? It starts on a Monday and yes. ends on a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> like, I see it in my, ca- the OCD in me when I see it on the calendar in my phone. It looks so perfect. <laughs> so lovely. Yeah, yeah, so lovely. Yeah. Don't look at Cammy. It's beautiful. Cammy, oh. don't look at it because you'll never look at another month in the same way again. <laughs> Once I go into March, it this. won't be the same. Yeah, you, you're not February. Yeah, oh, my it. God. What? It's a cracker. <laughs> That's I'm a like, thing of you. I've screenshotted that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you guys. Um, I love that you screenshotted it, even though I'm pretty sure everyone on their own phone has a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> He's hoping it comes up in a year's time on his memories. <laughs> He's the got next print- shitty February, and he's like, oh, yeah, remember when it was smooth. He's going to print this off for the grandchildren, yeah. grandkids, years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I'm yeah. really glad that you guys appreciated that as much as I did because I was really excited when I found out this was going to be, a, like, the, the, you know, the perfect month in terms of yeah. uh, those days. Getting mocked, on, getting mocked on this show already by the fourth host. <laughs> oh, man, confidence is low. <laughs> Hello, this is Owen from the future. Um, In our professionalism, we actually forgot to introduce the next beer on the episode. So I'm just going to do it for us now. Um, The next beer up we're going to try is a flat white. It's a coffee milk stout and it's by 8 Wired. It's a nitro pour as well and we'll get more into what that means in the episode. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you. Matthew Smith, are you ready? Yeah, I've kept it in the stubby to keep it cool. Let's see we go. Wow, what is that? So, is this where, so this is where I te- teach you the poor method. There's actually a really cool, um, uh, really cool video that the guys at Eight Wide uh, did with Soren, um, showing people how to pour this. Because, um, so yeah, so Eight Wide Brewery, um, who are basically one of the sort of uh, right up there with the, kind of the OGs of of craft brewing in New Zealand. So they've been going for a long time. Um, Soren is a Danish guy. Uh, really really talented brewer he uh kind of got into brewing when um when he was just like you know home brewing like like most people do and then he worked with renaissance who were one of the very original craft breweries in new zealand kind of got his start there and then launched eight wide and they've been going since since 2009 which doesn't seem like that long ago but um but for the new zealand beer scene that's quite a long time um and they've come oh my god leaps and bounds since They've got an amazing like barrel aging project, all sorts of things. If you ever, if you ever get a chance and you like sours, so uh, Matt, like avoid this one like the plague, probably. <laughs> um, they do one that is pretty world renowned called uh, Eight Wide Fijoa Barrel Aged Fijoa Sour. So Fijoa is a, a fruit that's just found in New Zealand, pretty much. And it's kind of like a, it's really hard, really hard to describe. Um, but they, you know, so they've got a lot of stuff like that. But they're all of their kind of like more accessible beers and stuff are still really really good and this is so this is a flat white stout flat white milk stout so milk stout obviously meaning that it's got lactose in there mm. um so sorry, yeah. sorry sorry to any vegans listening but this one will not be vegan friendly um but the flat white just to give you a background in new zealand claim to fame claim to fame is that the flat white is uh we believe 
originated in Wellington in New Zealand. Mm, research this today. Yeah, big yeah. claim, big <laughs> claim. Yeah. So apparently, as the story goes, it was a barista in Wellington who tried to make a flat white using kind of a, a low-fat milk um, and it wouldn't froth. So it didn't obviously get the... Uh, sorry, tried to make a cappuccino with a low-fat um, milk and it wouldn't froth. And so it kind of had that, you know, thinner head and things like that. And he... he coined it a flat white and there the flat white was born apparently as legends as legends is but um so you know so the flat white kind of has a at least you know in legend if not in reality it's sort of steeped in, in kiwi culture anyway so um this is a flat white coffee milk stout but it's also got nitro so this is where the sort of the importance of the pour comes in um if you if you feel confidence, and I'm going to give it a go and hope that all goes well, um, I'm going to keep it relatively far away from my laptop, just on the off chance. <laughs> the idea, and there is a really cool video where yeah, where Soren does this and breaks it down into parts um, as well, mm. but um, is that you effectively kind of do a straight down dump of the beer, right? Right. Um, so temperature and things will have a slight impact, but I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. It also it also says it on the back of the uh, the can as well. But my recommendation would be is to read all of the steps first and not just do the first one unless you can read successfully upside down. There we go. So it needs to be a pint glass as well, not since so pretentious. It can be a two thirds glass. Sorry. It, it probably could be if it's the right glass. I would suggest pint just in case it pops up. Because it will, the idea of it will pop up significantly and then. Oh, that looks good. So, um, I kind of want to try it yeah. with two thirds, though, for the. I like taking risks. Just for the listener, Owen's never looked as excited as I've ever seen him. And I've known him for 12 years. Oh, he nailed it. He nailed, He's nailed it. it. Look, look at that. Oh, Eddie and Owen have I'll take nailed a, it. I'll take a screenshot of that. Yeah, well done. I'll take a screenshot of that. You deserve some Thank credit for that. Thank you very much. Yeah. That is beautiful. Thank you. All right, I want to see, like, I'd like everyone to hold up their pour and let's, uh, I want to see the comparisons here. Let me get the screen grab myself. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I really God. don't want to show you how I fucked it so bad. <laughs> 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 let's see it. It's even more important then. Even more important. It's got no head. Oh. It's got no head. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's, what have you- it's just, a, I just got a pint of Coke. <laughs> Good, good throw back there, Andy. Nice, nice. At least someone likes my quips. Well, it's funny because I really fucking hate Pepsi. Like I really hate. Pepsi. <laughs> do you um? Just so when someone asks you that, are you like, nah? no? Someone goes storm out. Yeah. I'll take a seven up or something instead. Like I'll take another, <laughs> but I will not drink your Pepsi. It's awful. But yes. <laughs> So the idea obviously behind this is that um, it's, it's, it's similar to, and I, uh, the idea behind um, cans of Guinness and stuff like that. So Guinness mm. is a nitro, nitro stout. Um, they have their widget in the cans, which, which gives you that, that kind of creaminess. Ours has the nitro sort of in the beer and then the way you pour it is kind of what activates that to give it lots of body and head. Um, the fact that it's also a milk stout uh, gives it a little bit of, uh, body as well because you know kind of got that creaminess that comes along with the lactose in a beer and stuff like that um but uh i mean i've had this beer a lot because i love it it's a great it's a great beer but um it should taste 
just like um, having a boozy coffee. <laughs> I mean, Cammy Cammy looks like he's in heaven. And AD, hey, last last time we spoke, AD, I think we were doing the pilot uh, stout, and I said to you, and you said to me, somewhere out there in the world, there is a stout that you will like. Yeah. Um, and I I like coffee. So I, I'm intrigued to see if this is the one. Cam, what's your first impressions from it while I take a sip? I, lo- I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's like Edie said, it's just everything you want in a stout of that nature. Bodies there, flavour, nice sweetness to it. Yeah, it's literally drinking a boozy sort of ice. What is it like? Ice? Is it cold brew? Kind of, that's the thing, isn't it, Edie? Yeah. Oh, man, it's good. I, I love stouts anyway, so. AD, you've only gone and bloody done it. That's <laughs> oh. I got the hat, did I? Yeah, I'm going to say you've done it. I, I honestly, the coffee in that mm. is so, and it is so smooth. Yeah. And I, I think I've had that, I've had that out the fridge now for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And that's lovely. At that sort of temperature, it's, yeah, it's really, great, really it's, good. It's always best to serve um, stouts a little warmer. Um, it, it just helps add to the body and kind of smoothness of that beer. Um, Eddie, I was really interested. You'd mentioned Siren, and I was really interested in what you thought because I've noticed that they've really, I think they've done something with their canning line recently that they've added a nitrogen burst into the cans. Yeah. So like something like their Broken Dream, which I've always loved, they've now done that as a nitro version. So do you kind of know... What, what what does nitro actually do to kind of dark beers? Is it just added body? Because it seems to be that everything that they've done in nitro has just amped up their dark beer production yeah. tenfold. I I'd, I've been lying if I said I had a lot of technical knowledge around that, and I don't want to give anyone misinformation. Um, my understanding, um, you know, is largely that it's around giving it that extra sort of body. I always think it's kind of similar to putting a sparkler on a on car scale. Um, you know, is that it's not having an impact on the flavour, um, but it's giving it more, more kind of creaminess, more body, and things like that. And so, um, I think, I think, I definitely think a lot of dark beers run a little flat and a bit thin. Um, I think that these flavours deserve they robust flavours and deserve full body. You know, um, it's funny. I feel like I just described myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> review. <laughs> Definitely not a flat white, but um <laughs> uh, uh. This is lucky this is a podcast and um <laughs> but uh yeah I think that they, those kind of let that those robust flavours need or deserve to have like lots of creaminess and body um to, to match up with that. I think that lighter fruitier beers um often we drink them for the refreshment element of it so you want it to be maybe not as thick and creamy that's yeah. where i think that's a, there's an interesting thing we didn't talk about this when we we're talking about um the sort of new england or hazy ipas and things is that i one of the reasons i like misty so much is that you get all the flavor of those hazy ipas without it being too thick and viscous um, sometimes a lot of those hazies are really almost chewy, a bit kind of thick, um, which is like yeah. nice as well, but less palatable. I can't, I don't think you can drink as many. So, but I think mm. a dark beer deserves that, needs that to kind of balance it. So, 
that's my understanding. I mean, I'm sure someone out there is going to correct me on that and tell me that I'm wrong about what Nitro does and that, that I, I welcome it because I'll learn from that. But um, yeah, no, I mean, Siren, phenomenal dark beers. I mean, I, they're one of my favourite UK breweries. I think we just turned Siren fans, haven't we, Frost, from the previous yeah, um, yeah, episode? So on... uh, they're the nearest brewery to me, which is weird as well. Oh, cool. well yeah. If you ever, ever want uh, an amazing podcast guest, um, you should talk to Lucy Clark from Siren. Yeah. She's one of my best mates, and she is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. She's from Essex, but lives in Manchester and works for Siren. We're from Essex. We're from Essex. <laughs> hey! She is just an absolute. We fire. should do that. That'd be a good one. We that would be that. great. That'd be yeah, one. that'd be a great yeah. one. If she'd be keen for it, I'd be. I'd be so up for that. Yeah. Beer is amazing and she's phenomenal. So like yeah, you know, I think yeah, I think that was where the sour was from, and it was yeah, just so, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know much about siren sours at all, but um, but their their stouts have always been. They do some beautiful cast pails and stuff like that as well. Back when we could go into pubs and stuff, so yeah, mm. can't recommend them enough. Nice, nice. Right. And Matthew Smith, sorry, we've neglected to ask you. What are your <laughs> thoughts on this? Um, I, I've, you know, I'm not a big stout drinker. Anyone will associate the, like the noise whenever we've mentioned the stout, but this, oh my God, really nice. Oh my God. It's, AD, AD, you don't know what this is. <laughs> you do not understand what has happened. It's, yeah. Respect to New Zealand. I love New Zealand. You know, you've never been to New Zealand. Doesn't what mean do you I don't love it. New Zealand? I love Flight of the Concords for one. Right. Okay. So I've got my flight of the Concords hat right next to me. Are you seriously? Yeah. Right there, right there, Ailey. See it? Yeah, there we go. No, because um, it's always business time. It's, it's business. always. I've got my business socks on, and we know what time it is then. I mean, Matt, you could be a part-time model. <laughs> Probably have to keep your normal job. Um, I could do this all day. I could do this all day. We're going to have to stop. Um, yeah, so... This is really nice. And I tell you, this could be like the gateway into yeah. stouts for me. 100%. I, could buy I agree with you. Yeah. And get myself. It's obviously, it has that aftertaste yeah. of a stout, which I have to yes. get used to. But you taste the coffee. Yeah. And the yeah. thing I saw on the tin or the can, whatever, uh, which I was intrigued about was um, it contains vanilla beans. So I was hoping you'd have that scent of vanilla, which I immediately got when I poured it. So yeah. I, was I was hooked already. And then, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That is, I can't I, speak enough I'm about that. I'm really excited about that. I'm really yeah. excited. Mm. I, I think, Matt, you've hit the nail on the head perfectly there. It's and, and, like, there are so many beers that do it, but that sort of gateway into heavier stuff. And I think this is one of them. For a stout, this is the first stout I've had where I think if you said, Matt, I could have a few of these and sort of get my palate a bit more yeah. accustomed and used to it and then maybe go on to something a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, and again, I think it really helps if you like coffee. Obviously, if you like don't like coffee, you're not going to like this. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, good St. Paddy's drink, I think. Oh, We're going stouts, maybe not Guinness. I'd go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I don't know. So Matthew Smith, look at the professionalism I'm about to drop on you now. I know I've not come to you first in this yummy scale. So Matthew Smith, yummy scale. What are you giving it? Congrats, mate. Well done. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank um, you. I, I've yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. 
There's the professionalism gone. Yeah, out the window. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give this a yummy. And I never thought I would do that for Fuck a stout me. in what? my life. Fucking hell. Yeah. It was, like I, like I said, is a great gateway stouts for anyone who doesn't enjoy stouts. I love black whites. I was very up in the air about this one because I, I didn't know what to expect. But yeah, it was great. So I'm giving it a yummy. Fantastic. That is, I mean, AD, you've done it. You've done it. Mm. So, um, AD, I'm going to come to you next. What are you going to give this on a yummy scale? So this is a straight up yummy for me. I won't take it into the next category. I am a, I do like a stout and I think this is an excellent um, kind of more mid-strength stout, but I'm, I'm a big imperial stout girl. So for me, I want, I want them to be just that bit stronger, you know, kind of velvety. I think this is excellent for people who are like trying to get into stouts and stuff like that. But for me, I'm going to, I end a night with a stout and I want it to like really drive it home. So I'm looking for a little bit more kind of booziness and sweetness and stuff in there. But I think this is a really easy drinking stout. So it's straight up, straight up yummy for me. Fantastic. Strong marks, strong marks already. Cameron Mm. Tate, where are you going to go on the yummy scale, my friend? I'm also going to agree with AD and I'm going to go yummy for this stout. Everything that AD said, I totally agree with. I think it's really accessible, but I'm also a sort of imperial stout or porter man myself, but this is an excellent stout in its own right. Perfect. Guys, I think we're going to make this a full house of yummy. I'm going to give it a yummy. Yummy's all round. Yeah, yummy's all round. Can't agree with anything more that you say. I'm kind of in the Matt category that I'm not a big stout drinker, but... To me, that's a perfect kind of gateway. I could definitely see if this was more accessible or if someone could point me in the direction of something similar to this, I would drink loads more of this to get myself into it. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. AD, thank you so much for joining us for the beer section part of this um, and talking us through it. It's, I mean, I've had a great time. I know Matt and Chester... Um, Matt and Chester, Matt and Cammy. Jesus. Oh, Cammy. Oh. <laughs> well, well, well. In okay, the I title. see a Freudian slip. Yeah. Anyone, anyone but, but Chester. He's in my head. He... Named him. <laughs> yeah. So, AD, we are the builders of this bar. Okay, you dream it, we'll build it. Okay, that's our slogan. Okay, so I'm going to throw one question straight out of the bat. Very easy one for you. Do you have a theme for this bar? Uh, dogs. <laughs> That's that was by far the shortest yet most effective answer I have heard on this podcast to and date. It, mate, it was almost like we're idiots, like dogs, of course. Uh, so what, uh, what do you uh, uh, Yeah. You know straight okay. away what this pub is about, right? It's all about <laughs> dog-friendly... As in, we welcome dogs, but also it's dog-friendly in that we accommodate dogs. So we want to make sure it's like user-friendly for our puppies as well. I don't have a dog, but I dream daily about the day that I do have one. So, yeah. If you were going to adopt, what would be your <laughs> ideal dog to adopt, like breed-wise? Do you, I, I bet you have one, right? I do. I'm absolutely yeah. obsessed. I, feel I, like... I literally send... Um, <laughs> I send a daily dash out. Dash out. Oh, dash out. Yeah. <laughs> every day I send that. I send a picture of a daily, my daily dash out. I follow every fucking sausage dog hashtag. <laughs> has to offer. I'm obsessed. And the thing is, is that I understand that a lot of them are really are actual assholes. There's lots of like, <laughs> who 
really angry little like small man syndrome dogs but like at the same time they're just so fucking cute if you've ever seen a sausage dog puppy the shortest legs and they have like rolls of yeah skin on a leg that's like an inch long once you've seen that you can't go back you just dissolve when i was like a little kid we had one I think that's that's like where the the, the love, love of yeah. like, like recently i just have become a little bit nuts about it but i don't know whether necessarily they'd be the right fit for me personality wise as a dog i can't handle the idea of a dog being more high maintenance than i am sure <laughs> <laughs> but i just i think like just purely from aesthetics and how much i'm like just like love them then it's all about the sausage dog yeah. Nice, nice. So, so aesthetic, talking about aesthetics, um, <laughs> how big are you going to make this bar in which you're housing, by the sounds of it, about a thousand sausage dogs running around? <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard one because I think that the Antipodean in me like, wants like a big old garden bar, right? Because I'm just like, I love nothing more than like we talked about, like about doing a big old meat raffle and everyone being outside and I love that. But in reality, I live in Edinburgh and um, a bit more small old man pub style with a bit of a modern, but bit of a more of a modern twist. There's a really cool bar down in Leith in the area of Edinburgh that I live in called the Lioness of Leith. And they have, it's what it is, it's the guts of it is this like cool kind of corner old man pub. But then when you go in, it's got a really quite eclectic kind of decor and and I would very much kind of, I love that idea, but I would put a bit more 80 flair into the place. Mm. So You're going for a smaller, more sort of old man-y vibe. Yeah, so not as big as... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the wee old man pub that I've just put a lot of leopard prints and flamingos into. I just feel like I would, that is such a, that is such a, my senses I feel. If, as soon as I walked in there, like, where the fuck am I? Because part of me would be like... <laughs> You wait till you ask me the rest of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. So so this sort of apart from trying to sort of really confuse me, what is the sort of apart from people just looking around being like, where the fuck am I? What is the kind of ambiance that you're well, going I'm, for? I just want it to be like fucking loose and fun. Like I want it to have really tasty beverages, obviously, but. I want it to be the least pretentious place. Like, I just want people to come in and have fun. Like, I envision uh, probably, like, maybe AstroTurf flooring. Oh, I love that. Whoa. I don't know why I love that as much. Yeah, I just love a bit of AstroTurf. Wow. Bit of AstroTurf because I'd like to be able to just, like, do a lock-in and just everybody play some form of weird miniature golf or lawn bowls or something. I love um, that. Yeah, AstroTurf that can maybe get hosed down when it gets a bit gross. Oh, no. oh. Are you thinking <laughs> as in dogs pooping on it? Because this is a real hazardous for dogs now. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about that, but um, but yeah, I just wanted to be like, you know, I like this idea. So there was this bar in Sydney that I used to go to, Freaky Tiki, and it was uh, just uh, it was just awesome. It was like this real rough and ready tiki lounge. Um, in an old pub, they, it was a pop-up kind of space, and it was like old six, 50s, 60s furniture and astroturf and big cocktails. It was just loads of fun. I want that, but I want different beverages kind of thing and more dogs. <laughs> more, like, more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so I feel like you're not going to be able to move in this place without seeing a dog, which yeah, is my I, I, which is my dream essentially. So, but I I feel like this is more of a bar for dogs. So I feel like you drop this dog off at the bar and then you kind of leave <laughs> the dog for the day at the pub. You're like, right, I'll... it's just AD as the bar woman and then dogs <laughs> everywhere. AD's get AD's getting pissed. Yeah, yeah AD's getting pissed behind the dar- bar, but there's just dogs everywhere. Yeah, mm. that sounds perfect to me. Yeah, so we're gonna have, um, yeah, we're gonna have just like a couple of really solid beers, but like accessible. So something like a Colonel Pale, maybe like uh, New Barns extra, like the extra pills or something. Cammy's looking, Cammy's looking so happy about mm. this. Okay. Cammy wishes it was a dog right now, just like you get him. This <laughs> <He did. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wish it was a sausage dog right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe do a flat white, a flat white stout or something. So we just have like kind of three beers, solid styles of lager. Um, and then I just want to have like rosé and cans. <laughs> Ro- oh, rosé and cans. Yes. We're going yes. for the festival vibe. You, you yeah. must have watched Always Sunny because yeah. canned wine mm. is. Yeah, you can yeah. look at all these exuberant mm. sort of yeah. movements. You can really I give can someone make. an expression, hands, that gesture. I just want rosé. If rosé all day is going to be the thing, like I just want it to be like, if you're not up for it, sorry, we're not the right bar for you because we're all about just cheap and cheerful and enjoyable. Like so, rosé, and then I'm thinking maybe like a frozen margarita machine. <laughs> oh my god. god! Oh my god! Yes. What? So to so help yourself with this margarita machine? Yeah, that's. Fuck. I just think like oh. this is the inner workings of '80s brain. Whether this is yeah. a is absolutely off the card but it's a dream bar right and that's what i yeah what did i say at the beginning you dream it we'll do it all right and i hope that there's at least you know a couple of hundred people who are on board and we'll drink it there yeah i mean cammy's there just for the booze i think you've said you've said there's (sighs) what you're sort of drinking and cammy that sounds like your perfect this is a great bar. What can I say? She's absolutely nailed it. She's absolutely nailed it. I'll be there, standing at the door queuing. I'll be there. You're the only human there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still want to get my head around. Dogs. Yeah, you can't be in a whole lot of sausage dogs. <laughs> I still want to get my head around like the aesthetics of it, though, where it's just like you've gone into a place and you think, God, right, this is an old manny place. But you've got leopard print. Mm. You've got, I mean, imagine sparkly like cushion. Or just... There's a disco ball. Uh, there's some flamingos. Uh, there's, but everyone's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Um, basically, I've always described myself as a kitsch bitch. Like, I love all things kitschy. If it is tropical or leopard print, all about that kitschiness. Like, I want it to feel just like fun and like I want like I want you to feel like you could take your shoes off when you got it in there like obviously you can't oh cause God, you can so I want to feel like you know like maybe I'll get maybe I'll just have a whole lot of pair pairs of like branded flip-flops and then like you rock up uh, Cammy, I love the way you've just said that's so good as if the <laughs> biggest things that's been missing from your life going to the pub yeah. is the God, I fucking hate these shoes. These shoes. Yes. Because basically, <laughs> Owen, like what Eddie's describing is, you know, this year, what we've really seen is kind of just being able to kind of just relax, sit in your comfy clothes. Yes. I love going to the pub, but like imagine like Eddie's describing, guys, a place where you can go. The four of us are all there having a few beers. You can just kick off, chuck on your slippers in your house coat. Yes. That'd be a dream. That'd be an if absolute you, dream. You rock up in your like in your fucking 
penthouse smoking jacket and a pair of flip-flops and you are at home you know yes oh man <laughs> i've missed this i've missed this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Getting emotional now. Getting emotional. <laughs> my imaginary bar, and this is the drink. I have the money, man. We'll make this happen. Yeah, we're just, and I just, uh, I so like you guys obviously like gave me a couple of questions to have a think about, and it was like, it was so easy, and none of it makes any sense, right? Like, none of it flows together because I've obviously described effectively kind of like a slightly relaxed tiki lounge kind of place, but. I would be playing mainly like '90s grunge, <laughs> like on that would be like mainly. You'd rock up, you'd put your flip flops on, you'd have like your Hawaiian shirt, and then you'd sit. I actually you'd... think no, I've got territorial people. You're gonna give you're gonna give people brain aneurysms because <laughs> they're just gonna be like, "What the fuck is yeah. going?" Like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, but there'll yeah. be a bit of, like there'll be a little like Fleetwood Mac, Bowie. Um, oh, that's uh, cool. Like yeah, as well. Like you're gonna have every so often something like you know like satisfaction from the Rolling Stones is going to rock up and then you're, everybody's just going to get up and get moving. Mm. That's, that's the, 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 what I want. I kind of want that. Do you remember, um, and I'm going to keep this really short because I realize we're running out of time. Do you remember that awful film Coyote Ugly where they get up on stage and everyone dances? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or out, hell no, H2O. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't want that. I just want everybody to be like, kind of like hippie shaking to the B-52s and then like, and then also headbang into a bit of like old school Nirvana all in the same night. We like to do something in this pub. You serve up a free snack and then a paid food. Okay. And I think it's really important. I, I always harp on about this free snack being quite important because I like food a lot. So if mm. I'm going to get food for free, I really want it to be good. So what is your free snack? Okay, so you bar. might not like me for this, but my instant thought was dog treats. Oh, AD. <laughs> Okay, what what flavour? No, dog don't. Treats? What do you mean? Okay. Uh, what flavour dog treats? Well, they might be nice, and then <laughs> humans mean? might like them. What do you mean? <laughs> no. But I did have a second one next to it, and I was like, "Well, for free, I want like everybody should get free scampi fries because oh, you can't be a pub without scampi fries. Uh, if you're not a fan, you can have the bacon ones, but you're wrong because scampi fries are superior." Um, <laughs> But, you uh, just serve them, and before they open it, you slap them out of their hands and say, you're wrong. Yeah. Get yeah. out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah. you have a between scampi and bacon, people with bacon are like, get out. <laughs> That's the test, and you have failed. <laughs> and then their face goes on the wall of shame after that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, my first thought was, because obviously all I am uh, is wanting to make sure there's as many dogs as possible. And I remember visiting a uh, a tap room in in Asheville I want to say North Carolina but I might have just made that part up because I can't we did like a southern beer tour a couple of years ago and but Asheville has like one of them it has a loads of like small independent craft breweries and stuff in like a really really small town but there's loads of them so I think one of the highest number of like breweries per capita sort of thing in the US and uh, we went into this tap room and they were selling dog treats um really like roughly packaged and pretty much just like actual little plastic bags pretty much like you know little sealed ziploc bags but they had been made from the wort and stuff like they'd been made from like what the brewery had left over that some woman was taking it and like forming it and baking it and stuff and adding bits into it and and so it was kind of I kind of liked that idea of like having kind of the leftovers from the breweries being turned into like free dog treats 
So that's my idea behind the kind of free snacks. But that's I do believe cool. I would like to give free snacks to people as well. <laughs> so I remember, I can't, I realized how much I bloody talk about the hanging bat. And it's funny because the aesthetic and everything. Oh my God. There's no <laughs> such thing as talking too much about the hanging bat in this podcast. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite things is we used to do like, yeah, every couple of days we'd have a new popcorn flavor. And popcorn <sighs> is like one of the cheapest things, obviously, to produce and, and super fast our chefs would like just whatever flavors they wanted to do. So I'd probably do like, maybe like free snacks would probably be like bowls of popcorn, but actually I'd mm. love to do it those old school movie, movie, like the movie popcorn boxes or bags, yeah. or something, something like that. So that would probably be my free, free human snack. Free human snack. <laughs> I think you're going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. The fact that you've uh, sort of yeah. differentiated between your yeah. human snacks and your dog snacks. I'm, yeah. I'm in, I love it. I absolutely love it. So those are those are your free snacks, uh, either scampi fries or popcorn. I what what is your paid? What's the paid? Is it a steak you get for your dog? Like fried chicken, fried chicken. Fried chicken. Oh, I'm giving the old Matthew Smith all here. Yeah, fried good fried chicken. I am obsessed with all things like Southern US comfort food kind of thing, right? So like fried chicken, waffles, or you know, mm. like American, American biscuits, not like our kind of biscuits. So American yeah. biscuits, sausage gravy and stuff like that. That's like a space where I'm just like, oh my God, I fucking love this shit. But I also, I probably have fried chicken, but I'd have also fried chicken in a variety of forms. So you have to have wings. You have to have buffalo wings, right? That's important. And then I want like Korean fried chicken as well. Like, you know, that kind of dipped in the like gojujang and yeah. stuff like that. Like I want all the different types of fried chicken. All of them. <laughs> just sit on the menu it just says fried chicken in brackets <laughs> all <laughs> you name it we make it basically and oh. i just um, but then like i would be because i want to make it inclusive like we would do you know like cauliflower a cauliflower version or something like that for for the non-meat eaters which actually i fucking love like um buffalo cauliflower and stuff like that it's really good aren't you i'm a big fan of fried chicken mm. big fan of it so then, okay, so already I kind of feel like you're getting a massive sense overload when you come into your this pub. Oh, yeah. And I love that. I think that is awesome. It's like, me. It's like just, I just shout yeah. at you from the moment you walk in the door. Like, Hello, welcome to my pub. Please sit down and have a lovely time. I'd yeah. love it. I'd want There's you to seven be there. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd want you to be there behind the bar saying that to everyone that walks yeah. in. <laughs> just, um, I would be, though. Like, I would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've kind of got everything down but I, I and some people have chosen to not have any some people have but would you have any amusements in this bar pub so uh one of my favorite memories um you know what generally of my life but it's from my childhood but one of my favorite memories ever was that my dad huge music fan um you know had an, an insane record collection CD collection and stuff growing up and it was uh, you know amazing influence to me and and my friends we used to have a great parties at my house and we'd listen to my dad's like record collection and stuff is that he used to take us to a place that was called uh, it was just called the blues cafe and and this is in this like little city palmerston north that i grew up in in new zealand which didn't have a lot of like i don't want to be i don't want to be nasty about it because it was a wonderful place to grow up but it didn't it wasn't a big cultural hub you know um we we're a couple of hours away from wellington with not a lot of kind of external influences and things like that. But this place was like this little blues cafe. It was a bar cafe, cafe by day, bar in the evenings kind of thing. 
and my dad would take me and my sister there and he would just give us like you know a couple of bucks to go and play the pinball machine while he sat and drank during the day he'd just drink coffee with the owner who'd become mates with and they'd talk about music and we'd mm. be listening to blues and my sister and I would just play pinball for like hours um and it was great and I'm still like I've, I'll, I'll, if I see a pinball machine in a pub now I'd still go in and play it I might mm. only play once and realize how shit I am compared to what I was <laughs> like my my cat like reflexes of a 10 year old compared to my like sluggish reflexes as a nearly 40 year old woman kind of thing it's, it's but there's something kind of joyous to me about a pinball machine and also I think it doesn't take a lot of skill to still have a, have fun playing it so I love, and because let's face it, they are still super catchy. I want it to be like Beetlejuice themed or. Oh, you know, yeah. I, what a cool thing. Yeah. Like, like Magnum PI. You know, I feel like, like super catchy. Yeah. And that Beetlejuice yeah. theme fits so well, I think, with the, sort of the aesthetic of the bar. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Like, I, and I don't mean this because I love the film Beetlejuice, but it's got that. It has that bar. Now you say it, it's kind of got that weird, you're not quite sort of, it just really chic. I don't know, chic's maybe the wrong I word. I just want my bar to look like the tr- like the railway set or whatever it was in Beetlejuice where, where yeah. he just like, <laughs> There is one a little bit of that, the AstroTurf and Beetlejuice. Like, and there's someone in the corner who's just like, you know, the waiting room in Beetlejuice when he's- Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Oh, like I basically just want the human version of that. We've just got a real eclectic bunch of people. What's really refreshing about this bar is just like, do you know what? This is what I want. And like total brain dump. It's an absolute brain dump. It's yeah, like, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, because it, there are people that love that, I, and I would love that. It's such a relaxing, cool, safe place to go. I feel like that. You just, you know, you go there and you'd have a good time. I feel at home if they turn up in drag or if they turn up in a three-piece. Armani suit like that's what I, I want people to like walk in if they want to take a pair of uh, complimentary flip-flops you know Cammy's there Cammy's you know, Cammy's sort of yeah I just want it to be something that's like fun and <laughs> you know and chilled and I think I think uh, you know we talked about this we were chatting about the free trade in before we started recording and stuff about how much we love that space and it's not like you know they haven't like um, renovated it to be super shiny and new and things like that it's this like beautiful space where you go and you feel instantly comfortable because the staff are ace the beer is great yeah. the booze in general is great and the people who are there are, are great and there's an eclectic bunch of people who go there and uh, last time i was there there were two of the most amazing enormous english bulldogs who i got to hang out with the day and clearly <laughs> resonating you know um you know image for me and stuff but like that's what I want. I, I would always want a space that everybody felt they could come in, no matter what your kind of your independent style was and things. And and that's all I yeah. I mean, I, that's what I want for the beer industry. That's what I would love if I could ever ultimately open a venue of my own, which is the dream for me. One day would be to open my own place. Like I want it to be fun, and that's why I want to chuck a photo booth in there as well. Because one of my favorite things when you go to events or you uh, and there were a couple of like breweries that I visited in the US as well that had these photo booths and you had to pay for them because it's expensive to maintain. So but they weren't like super expensive, but you had a few drinks with your mates and how much fun is it to like, we lose the joy with digital, for, like with phones and digital photography of that waiting to see a photo like processed. 
And when a yeah. photo booth photo comes out of that little like hole in the wall and you see it and you laugh your asses off about how ridiculous you look and stuff and you try and cram six of you into what is effectively a two-person space and all that stuff's like just fun and joyous and memorable and that's the kind of that's what I want from from any venue I ever kind yeah. of create. You always have a good time in a photo booth. Yeah. That's just Love a fact. It, yeah. You always laugh at your photo booth photos or what? smile, no matter what, what they are, you always laugh as well. You get the joy out of it. You laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Often you get caught between frames when you're yeah. trying to do a new pose and you get caught in a silly pose. <laughs> but then that's what's so funny about it. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's not that kind of selfie. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love a good selfie. So I, I don't want to like make it sound like I'm disrespecting anyone who takes a MySpace angled photo. I'm the queen of those. I do a lot myself, right? But I also have, I have all around my flight, I have photos of me and friends have been at events where there's been a photo booth. And I have those mm. photos because they could be unflattering. I might have two chins. I might have like one eye going in a different direction, but I if I know in that moment that I was having such a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good memory. They're always yeah, good no, memories, I, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's so good because you're like, Oh, we got that at this bar. That's yeah. tonight. We got these. We That's got true. we got that bit from that bar. So yeah. I think that works so well. Again, uh, I, I, I mean, I think your amusements are absolutely ace. I don't know about the other guys. I'm not going to give them a chance to say because I like them <laughs> so much. But I'm going to ask you now. Um, now, Matthew Smith is the guy that you've got to impress on this because he's a big music fan. But what is the music that you're going to sort of run in this bar? I think uh, daytime vibes uh, when it's maybe a little quieter, it's maybe just like the bar staff and a couple of regulars, always going to be pretty low-key kind of 90s grunge. We're going to have a lot of that. Sound, it's going to be Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, um, Nirvana, a uh, bit of whole Courtney Love kind of um, for assault and stuff like that. Kind of that's my genre. That's my era. And that's when I was at school and I was like a little 90s like kind of alternative kid who wanted desperately to be Courtney Love <laughs> you know basically that's going to be my daytime vibes and then uh and then in the evening it's probably going to turn into a little bit more of a like kind of 80s power balance there's going to be some you know if you're not kind of like doing this then you're like sorry this is a podcast I've just realized uh, if you're not doing a proper like kind of that kind of fist clenching 80s kind of thing then then it's not you know like you want, I want everything like my go-to karaoke and for the record I'm an atrocious singer my go-to karaoke is like love is a battlefield Pat Benatar if you aren't like going whoa 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 <laughs> and like I, then you gotta you know that's what I want I want people to like just be getting into it <laughs> Cam you seem to be enjoying that you seem like that is kind of up your street yeah I just I just think the whole bar vibe that Eddie set is just so reminiscent of what we kind of love and enjoy about the pub. That's the big thing. I think every time we've done this kind of dream bar segment, it's always kind of reflected about everything that people miss more than ever nowadays. But yeah, I think Eddie smashed it. I think she's just uh, created a pub environment that everyone would love to go to and kind of what we're missing right now. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's like everything we talked about in the breaks between sections and everything it's just something that is really important like this podcast that you and matt set up and getting 80 on it's just like it, it kind of reminds you of the whole fun times that you had in the pub yeah, i think it's a big exactly. you know isn't it i said trying to create that in a podcast form but hopefully one day we can yeah i think 
I don't know, getting very emotional. It's just, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's you're, you're going to say that. You're, you're angling there for Matt to sort of then put on, we're going to do this in the hanging back, Cammy. That's what you're trying to get, Matt. <laughs> That's, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I can't, yeah. yeah. If, the hanging, I don't, if the hanging back was like up, up for me to like take over a space like that, I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, it's just, it's well, awesome. Adrian, we're going to sort that out for you. Yeah. Don't worry about that. All right, we're going to sort that out. This podcast will get massive <laughs> over the lockdown. And then we'll own the hanging bat and then we'll get you in, all right? <laughs> Matt, what After do you think about the music then? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts music. on the music? I, I love it. I like the fact there's a, a variation between sort of day and night. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are the bar staff, I don't I mean, so not, there's a thing about 90s grunge. Sometimes it makes me sad. Sometimes yeah. it makes me really want to fucking hate people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, you know, with the staff listening to it, when they come in, you're just sort of like, I have a pint or whatever. All right. You just slam it down on the table. <laughs> that, is that sort of the, the ambiance you want for the staff sometimes? Just I, Yeah, I get that. Maybe we'll just do the occasion, like once an hour, we'll put on like something like Rock Lobster or something and just... <laughs> <laughs> Just like pit people back up again. Right? Honestly, this is a bad acid trip right now. You start with a nice grunge and then Rock Lobster comes on. I feel like the pub, the bar, the entire pub that I've described to you is basically an acid trip. You walk in the door, first of all, you have to lick a toad and then you enjoy the experience. Yeah. I I don't know if it's a certain level of respect you'd have for everyone that you, was in that bar. You'd all known that you'd had to lick a toad to get well, in there. Uh, like, first, take off your shoes <laughs> and lick that toad. It's not like, what's the secret password? It's like, look, you can't come in unless you lick this toad. AD, <laughs> I mean, that was going to lead on to my kind of final question for yeah. you, where I was going to say, are there any quirky elements you'd like to add? If there's anything but... quirky than looking at a fucking toad, strap <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. strap in here. Yeah. I'm in. I came out with something that was way weirder than everything else, but even better, imagine if I came out with something that was like really fucking normal for a pub, and I was like, oh yeah, I'd make sure there was really good track and trace. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, too soon. Fucking QR codes everywhere. That was good, Eddie. That's good. That's good. That's the best response for quirky elements. So, AD, I mean, so I love that. It's so self-aware. It's so good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you a bit on the spot here. And um, Matthew Smith usually does the whole um, sort of technical side of things, okay. but you've described you've described your bar fantastic. It's it's one of my favourite bars we've had on here. Been really really refreshing and quirky, and I've enjoyed it. But your job now is to sell this bar to the public, and you have one minute to do so. You've one minute to sell. We, I mean, we've not asked you the name of the place, so you can drop the name of the place. Yeah. you've got here one minute take your time when you're ready let us know and matt will give you the heads up or just give us a heads up and matt will start pressing play instantly 
I come with this place that my gran used to visit in Western Australia when she used to come visit us. It was a pub called Bobby Dazzlers. And so I kind of want a Bobby, like a Bobby Dazzlers type love name. Love that name. Love so it. If it's called the Bobby Dazzler, Bobby I'm there. Dazzler. Yeah, yeah I love that name. <laughs> love I that am name. there. I've got the timer. Ada, are you ready? Let's, uh, let, let's give it a go. Right. Ready? One minute. Got to sell this Bobby Dazzler. Go. All right, join us at Bobby Dazzlers. Turn up in your latex, your sequins, or your Armani suit. We welcome everyone. Rose in a can on me. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest we've had so far. Well done. Well done. No more words. Necessary. Think- there was no mentioning of licking toads, which I was a bit disappointed about. Uh, no mention of dogs, which I thought was the main theme. Oh, other than that, it was great. I should have encouraged, um, definitely encouraged leash a leash in that scenario. But uh, after latex, like, yeah, I was going to say yeah, after yeah, latex, yeah, we're going to be a sort of an S and M sort of situation here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is totally fine as well, as long as it's not everyone's welcome, you, right? Like yeah. we don't, we do not kink shame at Bobby Dazzlers. Maybe that's <laughs> the next one I say. That's the that's the follow up ad. No kink shaming at Bobby Dazzlers. <laughs> no kink shame. There you go. Kink lovers around the world we unite. Yeah, that's it. We don't kink shame. We Bobby Dazzlers. Yeah, we don't drink shame <laughs> or kink shame at Bobby Dazzlers. Drink what you like. <laughs> Think what you like. I feel like that's a slogan right there. I was going to say it. I I really nearly like followed that up. And then I was like, like, no, I was AD. I was was expecting it. I was like, it's coming. I know. And it was a TV ad. I just, I just do a really (laughs) top wink. (laughs) And then me and my seven dashins would just walk. (laughs) It'd be like a hundred dashes just pulling me on some sort of weird oh, no. <laughs> oh, AD, I think that's oh, yeah, love it. Absolutely, AD. I think I would definitely have to go to Bobby Dazzler just to see what was going on. <laughs> Everyone um, in the world should check out Bobby Dazzler at least once. I, yeah. I feel I feel that's like a water cooler moment on a Monday morning at work. Have you been to Bobby Dazzler? Yeah. <laughs> you know how you can tell because. Still got a bit of random glitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you get some people that would sort of, if you said if you've been to Bobby Dazzler, Cameron, it would almost be like, oh my god, yes. And I, it's like, I'm not ready to. I'm yeah. not ready to go back. <laughs> Should we go there on Saturday? No, not yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not ready. Yeah. I love it. I love the place, but I'm not ready for it. Yet. Don't don't talk about that. Don't talk about it. One rule of Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> that ad i absolutely love it and i must say um on behalf of myself matt and uh cammy thanks so much for coming on yeah. uh and talking us through your pub and the beers everything the pub i've absolutely loved um and it's been so insightful i don't know about the other guys it's been really really nice to have you on and talk about new zealand beers beers that we've yeah. never sort of would have tasted or experienced had we not had you on so thank you so much Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy. Um, my face literally hurts from laughing, so that's always a good time for an evening. It was an absolute joy. I really enjoyed it. It was, and you're right, Kevin. You said before it was like it already felt like even just this chat felt as close to being at the pub as kind of 
you know, I felt in a long time, and and that's the that's the joy of having a couple of good beers together, right? And with good folks. Exactly. So thank you very exactly. much for involving me in this. Fantastic. No, yeah, AD, yeah. thank you so much. Um, we'd love to have you on any other time you're available. <laughs> so um... you've, got a, you've got seven spare hours. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt or Cammy, is there anything <laughs> else saying Cammy's okay? <laughs> Cammy's lost it. I love it. I love it. No, I, uh, I want to just uh, add what Owen and Matt said. Eddie, yeah, absolute pleasure. One of my favourite guests and friends we've had on. Uh, yeah, keep up the good work, guys. Keep making beer fun and super accessible and just enjoyable for people because that's what it's all about, right? Like, just, you know, you should have a beer with your mates and enjoy it. What did we say? What was it that we said before? What, um, Shit, I can't remember. What did I say? We argue. You were like, we're going to get it on merch. And now I've already forgotten. Beer is, beer oh, yeah. is, beer is transcending. Beer yes, is transcending. Beer yeah, is, transcends. I'll write it down now just beer, to be sure. Beer transcends. Beer transcends. Yeah, beer yeah. transcends. Matt, anything from you before we finish up this episode? No, it's been an absolute pleasure, Eddie. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't need to add anything. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the words right out of my mouth. No, it's, it's been an honour. It's been an absolute honour. It's been a great, great, great way to spend a Tuesday as well. It's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. And I just, you know, found a new love for stouts. So it's all, all going well. All going well. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much, Eddie, for coming along. Uh, new Zealand Beer Collective. Please go check them out. NewZealandBeer.co.uk. Please go check out they have such a wide variety of beers. And from what we tasted today, they were good. They were really good. good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, please. Thank you so much for listening. Please do add, rate, subscribe, all the podcast jargon that comes with the episode. Um, anyone but Chester, all over case on Instagram. Aidy, do you want me to give a plug to your Instagram as well? Oh, God, I'd have to remember off the top of my head. I've got it. I've got it written down. It's in my notes. Please, yeah, then. not in a stalkery way, but I can, I can <laughs> fill it away. Um, I've got you followed. <laughs> Favourite um, I have a pause of the day. <laughs> no, you've got to keep this in. Yeah, you've got to keep this yeah, in. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Please, if you liked anything that Adia said, she's on beer underscore pressured on Instagram, all lowercase. Thank you very much for tuning in and goodbye from us. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. See you later. Bye. You're all waving. We're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Only 10 episodes, folks. Yeah. <laughs>